We are I. Why is Canada and seemingly the United States as well? And I guess it should be more likely than not. Why is the United States and seemingly Canada so far behind in understanding good, healthy, and nutritious food? Where it comes from, what you need to be able to sustain that in the market, and what the importance is long-term here to the health of the citizens of these nations. And is this ultimately the problem that a lot of these food companies that they're based out of, you know, Canada, I can't even say North America, because obviously it includes Mexico, but I'm going to say North America, and excluding lumping in uh, Mexico into this. But is it because of the free markets, air quotes, free markets that, you know, the US and Canada has it is spawned on these companies that they have thrown the citizens of these countries under the bus subsequently their governments because of profit motives and the ability to be able to lobby our governments. So like when you think of this, like let's peel this back of like really what I'm talking about here because what irritates me about food in Canada and food production in Canada and the United States, you know, air quotes, North America, is that the simple fact that we still use products like genetically modified um, like wheats and barleys. We use uh, glyphosate, which is Roundup, as we all know, you know, on these crops. And we get higher yields. We're destroying our soil. We have very little actual nutritious topsoil left. We have generations of people to come that have no idea how to be able to properly be stewards of the land because let's be real and we need to be honest here that stewardship of the land is a farmer's number one priority except for here in North America. So a small snippet of this is really let's talk about Russia here because Russia and Putin are obviously topics of hot conversation these days. But with, like, let's talk about Russia that they're is a ban not only on glyphosate use, Roundup, these kind of products, but there's massive government subsidies up into and equaling to free land to be able to produce organic food in Russia. There's huge incentives for farmers to be able to keep their productions organic or as close to as possible There's a lot of support for farmers in keeping the food of the highest nutrient quality, making sure the topsoil is, you know, sustainable for generations to come. This is something that Putin and his agricultural department know and understand. They understand theoretically, obviously, the detriment that things like glyphosate and Roundup and genetically modified food have on the population of the people, or they would never institute, you know, policies like this, like encouraging people to keep 
you know, farms organic. Why wouldn't we have something like that in North America where, you know, you have all these virtue signaling fucking dumbasses running around talking about how I'm vegan and climate change this and climate change that because, you know, a simple policy like encouraging farmers to keep their soil organic and have organic farms actually helps with all of that. All of that. Encouraging there to be more family farms, multi-generational farms, discouraging massive corporate farms. And obviously, I'm pro-corporate farm. But I also understand that these massive corporate farms are a huge part of the problem of the food quality we have. So it's like, yes, if you want to be a big corporation, be a big corporation. Because there is massive farms, very large farms, that are going back more into regenerative farming. Now, is the percentage very small? Absolutely. Can it be done? Well, we're fleshing out that model right now. Never mind the fact that you have the rest of Europe that has a ban on glyphosate use, Roundup used to, because they understand, you know, how detrimental that this is to their population, their citizens, the harm it causes. So why are we here? So we have... Russia, a major grain and commodity producing nation. We have the European Union, which has a ton of countries in it, like the Ukraine, that are major agricultural exporting countries to other countries around the world. So they're benefiting. They're absolutely benefiting from these policies because the number one importer of Ukrainian agricultural products is fucking Africa. So you have Africa, you have Europe, and you have Russia. Think of the land mass and the citizens that are in those nations. They're benefiting from policies like simply that you just can't use Roundup. Now, when you look at the trickle-down effect of not using Roundup, not having glyphosate on your price, you have to have better farming practices. You, It demands you and commands you to be a better steward of the land because you simply can't just kill everything on that soil and have better yields because you have this genetically modified crop to be able to withstand using Roundup because you have to think and remember that Roundup is absolutely an herbicide. So should kill the actual plant that's not. But this is where the genetic modification comes in. How does corn not die? How does wheat not die? How does canola not die? How does flax not die? How do these not die when you're spraying a fucking herbicide on this shit? That kills literally everything else. Again, this is the genetic modification. What does that genetic modification do to people? Well, we know it's not good. We know that this might actually be the cause of the gluten intolerances that people have. That's a systemic problem now in North America, but not a systemic problem in Europe. And I would understand and probably draw the, the bro science conclusion that's probably not an issue in Russia either. How you can still buy ancient grains in Europe. How we used to have an abundance of ancient grains here. Stuff that hasn't been genetically modified. Stuff that has been naturally 
genetically modified over the course of time because farmers have been stewards of the land saying this crop grew better here like this section of my land grew better here. i'm going to keep more of these seeds i'm going to plant more of these seeds because these seeds grew better that's natural genetic modification understanding what seeds of a harvest that you need to collect and preserve because it's better because then over the sands of time year after year crop after crop things slowly start to change they understand things about crop rotation that you have to have other crops in that location you can't do the same or you can't plant the same crop year after year after year your yields go down the bugs increase the weeds increase the actual crop you're trying to grow gets worse if you don't do proper crop rotation. This is also not only what gets you producing, you know, other stuff on that land, but this is also what got other farmers working in smaller family farms. This is what got farmers working together and saying like, hey, like if you let me use your land for this, I'll let you use my land for your thing because you typically have experience growing, you know, a different crop than I do, but I understand the importance of us having crop rotation. So let's work together, promoting better harmony amongst farmers within smaller communities. Like this is what it promotes. This is what we understand. Why do we have such a hard time understanding that here? You know, the people don't, the farmers don't, the politicians do, the policymakers do, the legislators do. Because we allow the lobbying. There should be no lobbying in healthcare because what you or no lobbying in farming, especially, because the trickle down to healthcare. This is where the, the part is none of these companies are responsible who who force this food into the open market and actually do psychological warfare. And you think that it's not, but it is. You talk to food educators and Nutrition psychologists, and they will tell you everything from the packaging to the smell to the texture to everything, the blends and combinations of foods and ingredients. It's all to get you to consume more. And it's not that those things are healthy. They're not. They're unhealthy. They're foods that are to the detriment of your health. Which then puts the burden on our healthcare system. Who is paying for our healthcare system? The people. Our tax dollars. Who's paying for the salaries of the politicians and the legislators and the lawmakers and the policymakers? Our tax dollars. So we're funding these companies to make higher profit margins. Increasing their top and bottom line revenue. Well, it's actually costing us money. Worst part is, is this costing you your health? So my homeboy the other day said, you know, I heard this, this quote or this statement. And he said, hey, Blake, if I give you $12 million, $10 million, $30 million, $100 million, doesn't matter. Would you take it? And I'm like, well, what's the caveat? Caveat is that you won't wake up tomorrow. I give it to you today, but you won't wake up tomorrow. It's like, pick your number. If 
you knew you wouldn't wake up tomorrow, would you take the $100 million? So theoretically, let's just say and assume that you said, no, I'm not going to take it. So let's make this number $10 million. If I said I'll give you $10 million, would you take it? No. Well, that means that your life is worth at least $10 million. But people won't invest any real substantial amount of money in their healthcare knowing that they can extend their life or the quality of their life or find systems and protocols that they can run to extend the quality of their life. At the same time, we allow these policies and these lawmakers and these politicians and these lobbyists and these food companies to actually take years off our life and add more shitty quality years. But we've already deemed that you can't put a monetary value on your life. And only because I changed the metric of the duration. But the thing is, the concept is still exactly the same. So why don't we stand up and do more? Because Europe is, Russia is, a lot of these nations are. We're not. Ironically, we're the same nations that allow all this fucking woke bullshit, all this fucking you know, hyper-trans bullshit, you know, hyper-climate change bullshit, fucking everything. How do you, how do you legitimize all of this? This is the problem. When we can't even agree, our lawmakers, our politicians, our legislators can't even fucking agree to follow the rest of the world in producing and encouraging stewardship of our land. I find that to be just absurdly grotesque.